Hey guys, welcome to the We Are Men podcast. I am your host, Carl Mason. And in this podcast, we sit down and talk with local heroes from Southwest Sydney about life, mental health, and strategies for coping with the day-to-day issues that we all face as men. Our aim with this podcast is to create a space where men can open up and discuss their mental health without the fear of shame or exclusion. I know it can be hard to ask for help as a man, but no man needs to struggle alone. We hope to encourage all men to talk about what they're going through and seek help when they need it. A quick note, this podcast may feature some adult language and suicide may be discussed, which could be triggering for some listeners. Today on the podcast, we are chatting with Graydon. Graydon is a martial artist and full-time bodybuilder in Preston's. He is the proud owner of GMF, a specialized gym which helps people transform their bodies and minds. At GMF, Graydon prepares them for professional shows and competitions in the bodybuilding industry and uses his background in mixed martial arts to help his clients build their own mental strength. He is extremely passionate about his work and loves to see the changes not only in people's health, but also in people's lives as well. Let's jump into the chat with Graydon. First off, we'll start, I'll start by just saying thank you. I appreciate you giving up your time to be involved in this project. It's something that everyone here is passionate about. We think uh, men need to hear these stories and hear other men talking because uh, there's a lot of men out there who <clears throat> are going through tough times. And uh, we really hope that by seeing this, it will inspire other men to also talk uh, and to also be able to do some of the things that you've done with your life. Yeah, so thank you. You're welcome. Uh, first off, we'll start really easy. Could I just get you to tell me your name, where we are today, and what you do? My name is Graydon Leong, and we're at my gym in Preston's. Um, and I'm a martial artist and a full-time bodybuilder. Could you take us through some of the achievements in your work here at the gym? Um, the achievements that I've had throughout my gym um, has been phenomenal. Um, we specialise in body transformations and bodybuilding and um, we, we get people ready for shows, we transform people's bodies um, and we change people's lives. So it's something that I'm very passionate about and um, something that I look forward to doing for the rest of my life. How did you first get into bodybuilding? Um, I first got into bodybuilding when, um, when I was about 20 years old. Um, I sort of retired from martial arts fighting and then needed to find another passion so I got into bodybuilding. Um, and I started training in the gym um, and I started to see the development in my physique and then I decided to um, compete. So I took it from there and, um, and it's been a success since. With What martial arts were you doing? Uh, was that from a young age you were doing martial arts? Yes, so the martial arts that I've been doing since I was six years old has been karate um, and then I eventually ventured out into uh, jiu-jitsu and Muay Thai kickboxing. Um, and so yeah, I've been doing that since. I know with karate, I did karate when I was young. I didn't keep on going, which I wish I had. Um, I know it's a lot of body and mind. Is that uh, a lot of what you take into the work you do and have done in your past? Yeah, absolutely. So martial arts, it's, it's, it's a, a phenomenal tool to use to help improve your mental state. So it's something that we, I still utilize even well into my bodybuilding. Um, so I feel like that uh, martial arts, it's, it's such a big thing that um, that I've used in my own journey to help enhance my physique, uh, my business and my life and my, even my family. So I, I would say that um, my foundation of my mental strength dead set started from martial arts. And now is that something you try to teach in what you're doing here? 
Yeah, absolutely. So through the experiences and the journeys that I've gone through as an athlete myself, I now try to use that experience and help help uh, the the guys that I'm getting the, them ready for their own journey with their body transformation or or getting ready for stage or even getting some of the um, fighters ready for their ring fights. So the experience that I've gained um, as an athlete myself, I now sort of pass on that, um, that experience to them. And obviously taking consideration their own journey as well. So um, I try to utilize whatever their strengths and weaknesses are. Um, and then as a coach, you know, I try to put together the best formula for them in order for them to achieve some sort of success. Well, obviously it's working looking at all the photos around here, what you're doing. <laughs> Yep. Like so many people, like we can see the transformations over there and the awards that people have won. Um, how many people do you work with in the gym? Oh, on a weekly basis, it's just a, over 100 clients. Yeah, so I work with a lot of clientele. Um, yeah. What are some of the achievements that they have achieved from taking on your, so you've built this mindset uh, from your martial arts, take it into bodybuilding, and now you're sharing that with others. How has that helped them? Um, not only just um, achieving the, the recognition of um, the status, say, say my athletes achieving on stage, becoming a, uh, a pro bikini model or winning first place um, in, you know, uh, on stage or even in winning a fight, but it's also transforming their lives as well. So they might have this recognition of a status of an athlete, but also seeing these guys transform their whole entire life is something that um, is amazing and I don't feel like that uh, there's any other more, more recognition that you can get as an individual than that. Yeah, feeling empowered of your own life is, of course. is pretty incredible. Yes, of course. Um, could you give us, uh, do you have, with, obviously without using names, do you have a specific example of a couple of people maybe that you can think of that there's been a big transformation in their life, in their mental health? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have um, one uh, female athlete um, that her she had her own insecurities um, and obviously her own confidence in jumping on stage um, she didn't feel that she was actually good enough so her self-belief wasn't there um, so my role as a coach is to try and work out what are her strengths um, and obviously her weaknesses and then also help her believe in herself that she has the potential to achieve no matter what the, what the outcome is, as long as you believe in yourself and you go through the journey, um, you know, it's rewarding at the end, uh, but you've got to go through the journey and believe in yourself. And the more you believe in yourself, then the, the more you feel like you're going to achieve success. So I have um, one um, athlete who's training now, and um, her journey was the fact that um, she wanted to prove others wrong. Um, but also fight her own adversity. So in her journey, her eldest son um, a few years ago passed away. And that touched me as, as a coach because I can see this woman trying to fight her adversity and to see her go through the training, to see her go through her own life transformation has been amazing because I can see her getting stronger every week. Um, and when you're coaching someone, it isn't just counting the reps and it's not just counting the sets it's actually going with the journey with the with this person with them going on this roller coaster effect and understanding why they're doing this rather than just just lifting weights so there's more to it than just um, transforming your body it's there's more to it than that it's it's transforming your life
um, and becoming a better person on the other side. If I can ask, how is she now? How, with this training, you working with her, helping her through, is, has, it, has it helped her in a large way? It's helped her heaps dramatically. Like when she first started to where she is now, um, she's changed a lot. You know, she believes in herself a lot more now. Um, she's becoming stronger every, every session, um, every week, um, every year that we've been together now. Um, and, and I can just see her um, becoming a better person. So I feel like the, the sky's the limit for this woman. Um, and she inspires me you know, to, to keep going on. And, and she's, I can say she's been a lot through than I have in, in, in life. So I, I actually use her as um, an example of um, inspiration for myself. So um, she inspires me. <laughs> That's amazing. How does it feel to have that impact on someone's life? Like she's come to you, you're helping her with one aspect of her life, but it's just spreading to you know, all these other areas. How does it feel to, to have that input in someone's life? To, to have the opportunity to help someone is, um, is, is, is amazing. It's an amazing feeling. It's, it's more than any other recognition or reward or trophy that I've ever won because you're impacting into someone's life. And um, one thing that I, I can take away with me to the grave is these memories that I've made and embarked on people. Whereas, um, you know, there's only so many trophies you can fit into your coffin. <laughs> so... Um, that's why I, I love what I do and I'm so passionate for, for what I do and I'm, I'm so grateful and be given this opportunity to, to help people um, to achieve anything, um, you know, in life. I think it's amazing what you're doing. Would you say for other men out there um, who might be going through a tough time, like obviously you found a way who, to help people with what you do. Do you think that's beneficial for other men, if you know, in whatever way they can, to try and help other people? Yeah, absolutely. I feel that um, training is a tool to help the mental state. A lot of the men that come into GMF here, they um, they use this um, bodybuilding tool or even martial arts tool as a means to build and enhance their mental state um, to get away from their their rush daily activities, um, all the noise outside of this world um, can be very noisy sometimes. And they come into GMF, we call it church, um, and they're in their own place of Zen. Um, they feel really good about themselves. They think about them, um, because if you think about it, in, the, in our days, in our life, um, there's 24 hours in the day, and how much of it do we really devote to ourselves? Not much sometimes because we have so much output. We're giving so much to others, to our companies, to our businesses, to our family, but then they forget about themselves. So one thing that I really uh, mentor my guys through is to make sure don't forget about yourself. Think about you, um, and, and I'm sure that you can give more um, later on. If you give yourself 30 minutes to 40 minutes a day, 45 minutes in the gym, um, then you can give the rest of the 23 hours to everyone else, but just don't forget about yourself. So true, it's that whole thing on the plane where when the masks drop down, you have to put your mask on before the oxygen mask, before you help someone else. Yes, because I like if, that. if you don't yeah. look after yourself, of you don't course. have anything to give to someone yeah, else. Yeah, correct, correct. So Graydon, how do you think you were able to achieve so much? You know, you're still quite young. How have you been able to do this? Self-belief. I just believe in myself, you know, I have a goal, whatever it, whatever it is, um, and I, I'm just 
I just go for it, you know. Um, it doesn't matter what it is. Um, I feel like if, if I have this goal and I can see it and I can feel it and I envision it, I believe in it, um, I go for it 100% and I, let, I don't turn back, you know. And I've done, I've used that same principle in everything I've done. So that's why I, I love the, um, the quote, discipline and consistency every single day, you know, to achieve success. We need that. We need that discipline. We need that consistency. Um, and, and again, blocking out all this noise around us, making sure that um, we focus on what we first said. You know, some, uh, I feel that a lot of people get distracted with too many things going around in their heads, um, and they let, the, they let that happen. You know, so if you can sort of train your brain to just block out as much noise as you can, you'll feel that you're more in power with yourself, and then you'll be able to achieve much more um, with less effort, yeah. Incredible advice. <laughs> Do you think you've always had that self-belief or did you have to develop it? I, I was confident as a youngster. Like, as a young kid, I was always confident in everything. Um, but I could say that as I aged, um, it developed more. I felt that I, I believed in myself more. And it's just in a, it's in a, a success cycle. You know? The more you believe in yourself, the more you're willing to put more into it. Um, and then you know you, you'll see you'll see um, more success, and then you want to action it some more, and then you'll just see more success, and you just want to action it some more. So it's like an ongoing success cycle that you just keeps on going. Um, this machine of um, you know want and and improvement um, and and self belief and confidence, you know that you just want to keep on going. Yeah. So you said um, you had it even from a young age. What was like life like for you growing up? Um, life for me growing up, um, it it was um, tough back then. You know, um, I was the only child. Um, I didn't have my brother until ten years later. So I pretty much grew up on my own, a complete different generation. Um, so I I had to do a lot of the things on my own. Um, I had to to go to school by myself, learn how to catch the bus, um, walk more than 15 k's on my own, you know, to school sometimes because I'll miss the bus. I had my own responsibility getting up because my parents were very hard workers. Um, my parents woke up at uh, 5 a.m., left the house before I did. There was um, no such thing as um, you couldn't do it, you know. You had to do it. You had no choice. There was no other way. You had to get up to go to school because no one else is going to take you. Um, you had to catch that bus at uh, 7 a.m., so you had to miss out on your cartoons. Um, so I had it a little bit more tougher because my parents had to go to work, and whereas others, um, other parents or other kids had that um, fortune of their parents taking them to, to school, you know, and kissing them goodbye and, and hugging them, where I, I didn't have that, you know, so rocking up to school on my own, going home, and then parents are not home yet. Um, until later in the evening. So I felt that that was tough. Um, and also growing up, um, I was a, a high achiever kid, you know. I was a, a kid that just wanted to do the best I could. And, um, and not, not having my parents be there for a lot of the, the achievements that I had, especially in primary school, um, was tough, you know. But, I, but then again, I understood why. You know, so I, under, I understand why my parents were there. But I feel like um, the kids today have a lot more um, access to this, um, 
time. You know, I know with my own kids, um, they, they have a lot more time with us. So, um, but that's through experience as well. Like, I, I had to go through that to then understand um, what it is to be a parent, you know. Um, whereas growing up, I think my parents was more so thinking that uh, if you were to put a roof over our heads, if you were to put dinner on the table, um, that's parenting. Um, and I, I don't blame them because they did come from a third world background um, and they, they did the best they could as parents. But me being a parent today, I feel like there's definitely a lot more you can give and it's more than just putting a roof and food on the table. Exactly. Um, so I think we worked out we're the same age, we're 87, yep. you were born. Yep. So we both grew up in that time where our parents were, you know, the well, 80s, 90s kind of time where it was men, you know, really don't talk, you know, mm -hmm. don't talk about anything serious, don't talk about yeah. feelings or anything like yeah. that. And I know personally myself, like, I love my dad, great man, you know, inspiration, but talking about things serious, he still doesn't like to do it. I still have to like get in there to get him to open up. Uh, how did you find that experience being young? It was tough. I mean, growing up as a boy and as a teenager, um, you want to speak to your dad. You know, there's certain things that you want to talk to and ask about. But I feel that dad was so caught up in work um, and so much responsibility. But then, yes, again, a lot of limitation with um, him with self-expression. Uh, made it difficult for me as a, as a young teen growing up to express more of my feelings. I'm a type of guy that loves to express and loves to talk. Um, I get that from my mum, whereas dad is a hard man. So for you to sit down and talk to him, it's a bit strange. And even till today, it, it feels a little bit weird, um, a little bit uncomfortable. Um, so, but, you know, we can always change. You know, so we've, since the, 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 um, the birth of my firstborn, um, that's made a lot of changes for us because I've seen uh, such a softer side of my dad opening up more. And he has said to my wife on many occasions that um, there's so many things that he missed out on with myself that he now wants to give back to my son, which, um, you know, that touches me. Um, but then again, when I think back on my time, I mean, that time, it's hard to to bring back, you know, all those lost times. So um, in a way, it's a good thing, but again, you can't bring back the past, so we can only create the future. So, um, so we're working on that, yeah. Yep. Do you, how did you find your way through at that age with no one to talk to? Did you keep everything in or did you find an outlet somewhere? Um, the, the outlet came from uh, my martial arts, you know, because I, I didn't, I couldn't have that opportunity to speak to dad whenever I wanted and open up because I was always scared. I feel like I was going to be in trouble or I wasn't good enough or, um, you know, I've done the wrong thing again, uh, which I was. It was never that, that. but, it, you know, as a child going through your own head, you kind of feel like you're, you know, you're doing something wrong, even though you're not. Um, yeah, it was tough. So, um, it was through martial arts. Martial arts and, and being physically active um, gave me the opportunity to channel all of that extra energy through um, and for self-expression. And that's the thing I love about martial arts. It, it is self-expression. Um, you can take it however you please. 
and it's not just about it's more than just about punching and kicking it's 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 got to do a lot with your mental strength and how far you can actually push yourself um, physically and mentally and and that was my outlet that was my way of um, expressing anything so you might be caught up at uh, school with whatever's happened um, and and it was a great tool for you to utilize to let out extra um, energy um, in a good way rather than you know um, making trouble on the streets so yeah yeah exactly I, I think um, obviously the skills you learned through that you've taken into your life and they've been so powerful for you another thing in finding that outlet did you also find community when you started martial arts like uh, being surrounded by people who were also in the same kind of wavelength as you Yes, that's right. So, yeah, definitely um, growing up in a martial arts school, you're surrounded by that, like you say, that community. Um, and for all different reasons as well. I mean, there were kids there that, that needed to start martial arts because they needed that discipline because they were mucking up at school. Um, and then there was kids in there that needed to learn self-defense and build their confidence. Um, so even though we were in the same community, um, with different reasons why we were there. At the same time, we were there for the same thing. The last time we spoke, you gave me a bit of a, like a four-point motto for success, like the four points that you follow in order to get success. Could you let us know what that is? Okay, so the, the four points that um, I believe that you definitely need for success is, um, number one is self-belief. Um, you need to believe in yourself first and foremost. Um, because if you don't have that, then um, what are you going to believe in? Who's going to believe in you? So you must believe in yourself first. Um, the next part is making sure that you have a mentor that will help you through that. Um, by having that mentor there, um, you can question and ask if you are on the right path. Um, someone that you believe that are there solely for you, that uh, they want to help you um, and not for their own gain, because um, there are mentors out there that just want it in for themselves, um, but you need to find someone that, um, that are in it for you. And it could be anybody, it could be your, your dad, your friend, um, and, you know, someone that you really look up to. Um, the other part is making sure that you have um, discipline and consistency and you practice that on every single day, on a daily basis. Um, you know, you want to make sure that, um, that you're determined to, to achieve whatever goal you set out. Um, so, um, it, I feel that um, having discipline is far greater than just being in love with something uh, because sometimes you might love it but then you might not want to do it. Um, and I use training as an example. Um, sometimes you wake up and you love it and sometimes you don't, you don't love it. But when you're disciplined, regardless if you love it or you don't, you're getting into that gym um, and you're doing what you need to be done, so, uh, what needs to be done. So, um, that's very important. Um, it could be as um, simple as um, mopping the floor, you know. <laughs> you, you know, sometimes um, you don't want to do it. You don't love it, but you, it's that discipline that makes you that, no, I've got to get this done. Um, and then making sure that you're consistent with everything, you know, um, especially people who are um, transforming their bodies here at GMF. Sometimes they, um, they're um, in their journey, deep, well deep into their journey, and um, they start to get distracted by a lot of things. So therefore, their consistency isn't there um, because they might have done something else apart from whatever the plan of action that we've put together. 
So being consistent, uh, being disciplined, and if you just stay on that same path, um, you'll achieve your, your success. Perfect, great four points. I think that's incredible advice that, like, I love the one discipline. I think that's so important. And I think a lot of people don't have discipline. And I think it, it's something that can really change people's life in having that. You said that that's the four points for success and you've talked about success a lot. What do you define success as? It can be many things. Um, you can find success in just learning how to, to believe in yourself. You know, uh, I, I know that I through this, um, I spoke this a lot about believing yourself, but there's so many people out there that just don't have the confidence to, to believe in themselves, to do what they, um, they can, you know, and they're holding themselves back. Um, they have a lot of self-doubt. So I feel that um, success can be anything, but it must start with believing in yourself. Um, and if you believe that, then you can achieve so much more um, and you're not holding yourself back. You know, so I, um, I like this quote that I've done a few, many years ago that um, don't set limitations to success. What would you say to someone out there who watches this who goes, oh, that sounds amazing, but I, I, I don't believe in myself. What, what's the first step in trying to get there? If you don't believe in yourself, then the very first step is to um, find a mentor or find someone that really inspires you. I'm sure that we all get inspired by someone or something um, and, and just have a talk to them, you know, um, and ask them, you know, how do you believe in yourself? What makes you do the things that you do? Um, you always look so happy doing it, you know, why are you so passionate about these things? And, you know, it won't hurt to ask. It's free to ask. Just ask, you know. Um, put up your hand and ask anybody. In that time when you felt that, you know, your parents were working, um, your father's from the generation that doesn't talk, you didn't have anyone to talk to. Uh, I know for me, when I was going through that time, I just felt, I felt quite alone, I guess was the word I would use. Could you give us maybe one or two sentences just explaining how you felt in that, that moment? The times when I did feel alone, I felt really alone. You know, there were times where I felt like I, I was missing out, especially when I compared myself to other kids. Um, as I said before, when, when you, you know that you're a high achiever, and especially at school, you become school captain at primary, and your parents weren't there. I mean, I'm 33 now, and I still remember that clearly, you know. Um, and even being at, uh, they were there when I was school captain in high school, but the one in primary school really sits with me um, because that was like, I did it all on my own type thing, you know, um, oh, yeah. I felt alone. <laughs> it is, it is, it's tough, it's definitely tough. Now that you have two kids, you're a father, yep. uh, how are you with them? Oh, I, lo I love my kids. Um, yeah, they're amazing. It's, it's, it's a blessing to have um, kids and, and to see these guys grow up, it's, 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 it's a beautiful thing. It's to see my son um, and to see my daughter do sort of little things that you know that that's a little bit of you inside them. Um, you know, it's, it's, an, it's an amazing thing. And yeah, I'm blessed. I'm truly blessed to have such beautiful children who really care about um, their mum and dad um, and want us to be part of their lives as much as we want them to be part of ours. So we're very a close, close nook. With your son, how are you with him? Are you uh, encouraging him to be open? Are you open with him? Um, my son, Maximus, he, he looks like me, but his, um, his heart is, um, is my wife. And um, 
you know, I'm very close with him. We sit on the couch together. Um, you know, we kiss. We still kiss on the lips, and um, I'll kiss him on the lips until, you know, until till the day I die. But he's, he, he's starting to get shy now. He's a new one, and he doesn't want the, the kiss on the lips in front of people, but I do it regardless. Um, he, um, yeah, we sit on the couch. We hug, you know. Um, we do all sorts of stuff, you know. He knows that um, when I'm lying down on the... On the on the rug, he knows that um, he needs to be like lying down there with me when before watching TV. So we have this boy thing that we sort of sit back like that, with just both legs up and just watching TV, you know. He, and he knows that he needs to be in there somewhere. It's his own little spot. Um, so yeah, uh, we've got a really close relationship. In your experience growing up, is that did that define how you wanted to be with your son like in seeing? At times, even though you love your parents, it was it was tough for you. Do you did you want to make sure that your son always has someone to talk to if he feels like he needs to? Yeah, absolutely. I want my son for him to know that um, I'm his first point of contact. You know, um, he doesn't need to. He can go to other people. You know, and I will encourage that. You know, I'm his father. Um, he'll have his friends. He'll have his own mentors. But I just want to make sure that he has that opportunity, that he can talk to me um, whenever he wants, um, with whatever he wants to talk about. You know, because I'm I'm very open-minded, and um, and I'll definitely give him my my honest opinion with anything. You know, and I feel like um, he doesn't need to be um, sheltered with so many a lot of life of disbelief. Um, I sometimes. In life, we create too many fairy tales for our children. Um, I feel like that our kids need to learn um, things from the get-go and tell them the truth um, um, in the nicest possible way. Um, but don't paint this fairy tale for them that um, you know life is is as easy as what you think it is and what you see in the books um, because it's not. Um, and I definitely, coming from the background that I did, I want to make sure that my son has the benefits of both sides how hard you really have to work and, and understand that, um, you know, life isn't, is as easy as what, what um, TV or social media uh, makes it out to be. So I want to make sure that I'm there for him when he, he wants to take on life much more serious than where he is now because he's only six and he's only into WWE at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> so the last thing I want to do is just say thank you, Graydon. We really appreciate you being a part of this. I appreciate you. I think what you're doing here is incredible. You've turned your experiences into a way to help the community. And I can see that you really are doing that. I think it's incredible. So thank you very much for being involved. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for tuning in. A huge thank you to our guest. Make sure you head to wearemen.com.au for more information about the project and for a list of services that are available to men out there who want to learn how to be a man who talks. See you guys next week.